We meet today in Psalm 114 to Psalm 116. Psalm 114 talks of God leading his dear children along. But first of all, let me highlight that Psalm 113 all the way to Psalm 118 were called the Egyptian Hallel Psalms and they were used at the Feast of Passover, Pentecost, Tabernacle and Dedication. Now Psalm 114 is another of the Hallel Psalms which begins or concludes with a Hallelujah. The psalm before us is a call to praise the wonderful God at whom we have been looking at in Psalm 112 and 13. In Psalm 113, for instance, he is the creator. He is the redeemer and he will be the redeemer of creation. Because of this, we are to praise God. The Hallel Psalms are for the purpose of praising God. Now, I want you to notice that this psalm looks back to the time when Israel was delivered from Egyptian bondage. Here is Psalm 114, verse 1 to verse 5. When Israel went out of Egypt, the house of Jacob from a people of strange language, Judah became his sanctuary and Israel his dominion. The sea saw it and fled. Jordan turned back. The mountains skipped like rams, the little hills like lambs. What ails you, O sea, that you fled, O Jordan, that you turned back? Now, the God of creation, whom we saw in Psalm 113 with his omnipotent power, he is the one who rolled back the Red Sea. And he is also the one who held back the waters of the Jordan River. These were miracles, and I don't think they can be explained on any other basis. We see God moving mightily, performing those miracles. And by the way, a miracle is an incident where God sets aside the laws of nature which he has already put in place. Only himself can set aside those laws. So when the children of Israel crossed the Red Sea, they had been delivered from Egypt by blood on the doorpost, that is the Passover. When they crossed over the Jordan, they were separated from the wilderness and brought now into the promised land. These are the two stages of redemption, and they illustrate the two stages of our redemption today. The Lord Jesus Christ on the cross has delivered us from the penalty of sin. That is, for the past, we are delivered in the past. We have been cleansed, we have been delivered. That work is finished. But the Lord Jesus also delivers us from the power of sin in the present, provided we meet his condition. There is work that needs to be done now. And he will deliver us from the presence of sin, which has not yet been realized. Even though I have even become a child of God, I need to be constantly be delivered from the presence of sin. That will be realized later. 
Now, the crossing of the Red Sea and the crossing of the Jordan pictures the two stages of redemption, past redemption and present continuous redemption. Psalm 114, verse 7 to verse 8 says, Tremble, O earth, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob, who turned the rock into a pool of water, the flint into a fountain of waters. Now you can see how appropriate the reading of this beautiful little psalm would be at the celebration of the Passover. It is a call to remembrance of God's mercy and power on behalf of his people. Psalm 115 is a wonderful psalm. It is a psalm to the glory of God because he is the opposite of the heathen idols. This psalm was sung actually in the upper room at the time our Lord Jesus Christ commemorated the Passover with his disciples and instituted the Lord's Supper. It was a thrilling experience for me the other time to just go into the upper room and think it was here that the Lord commemorated the Last Supper, and it was again at this place where the Holy Spirit came and birthed the church. Now, it is thrilling to realize that the Lord Jesus himself sang this and the other Hallel Psalms in the upper room. We are not told who the writer of these Psalms is, but it is felt that it was written by someone who was celebrating the remnants return from the Babylonian captivity. And Psalm 115 can be divided into three stanzas. The first one is the congregational singing, which is verse 1 to verse 8, then the Levites, verse 9 to verse 11, and then the congregational, verse 12 to verse 18. But let us read this psalm and hear some of these words. Reading from Psalm 115, verse 1 to verse 6. Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but to your name give glory because of your mercy, because of your truth. Why should the Gentiles say, So where is their God? But our God is in heaven. He does whatever he pleases. Their idols are silver and gold. The work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they do not speak. Eyes they have, but they do not see. They have ears, but they do not hear. Noses they have, but they do not smell. This is very interesting. You see, the nation Israel is here taking a very humble place, and they are trusting God. They had not been trusting him, but now, they are here in the great tribulation and they are moving towards the millennium. The heathens around them were passing on ridicules on them saying, where is your God? In other words, they were saying, you say he is your God. Why doesn't he deliver you? God has allowed them to suffer because of their sin. Now, it was according to his will, his plan and his purpose. Israel is beginning now to accept the circumstances that she is in and says these circumstances are actually from God. So Israel's God is in heaven. He is the creator. He is spirit. Men did not make him, 
The gods of the heathens, on the other hand, were made out of silver and gold. They were the work of men's hands. In other words, the gods of the heavens cannot help them. When the idol is made, the man has to carry it on his back into town or carry it home. A man is carrying his God. Now, too many people today carry their religion. And for many of them, religion is even a burden, something that they have to carry on their shoulders. God does not need to be carried. In fact, God carries me and he needs to carry you. Does God carry you, my friend, or do you carry him? If you carry him, that is a modern form of idolatry. I don't need a God whom I can carry. I need a God whom I trust who carries me. You see, the enemies ridiculed God's people. Now the Levites will also answer those who ridicule them. Here is Psalm 115, verse 9 to verse 12. The reply from the Levites goes, O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. My friend, God will bless you too. He will bless your friends. He will bless your house. He will bless your church, your community. If only you turn to him. Trust in the Lord. He is your shield. He is your protection. The thing that is so wonderful is that God is mindful of us. He has not forgotten me and he has not forgotten you. I don't know your name and your address, but you know what? He knows it. Society today is very impersonal. You are a number where you work and live. You are a number where you attend school. You are a number where in your government register is very impersonal. But God does not simply look at you as a number. He knows you. He knows your name. He also knows <laughs> your number. He knows all about you, even the details of you that are hidden. And so the invitation is trust him, trust him. He is your shield, trust him. He is your help. Here is Psalm 115 verse 14 to verse 16. May the Lord give you increase more and more, you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. The heaven even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. Isn't this wonderful to hear this from the word of God? Apparently, God did not intend for men to live on the moon. He created the earth. When man journeys to the moon, he is more or less using God's property. He has given the earth to men. This is why those who go into space, they have to take oxygen from the earth. The earth was created and given to men. The dead do not praise the Lord, nor any who go down into silence. Psalm 115 verse 17. I need to say to you, my friend, while we are here on earth, we are to praise the Lord. Here is where it counts. When you have left the earth, your praise will not make any sense. 
but we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. Psalm 115 verse 18. You see, those who know God will bless him from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You don't mind saying that, do you? It won't hurt you or any of me or any of us if you do that. Many of us have good intentions, yet we have tensions and hang-ups. One of the best remedies to open your heart to the Lord and praise His name is just talk to Him. It will help you a great deal. Your hang-ups and tensions will go. Praise the Lord from this time henceforth. Psalm 116 is a love song because God swallows death in victory. Isn't it wonderful to think of it? So Psalm 116 is one of the great Hallel Psalms, if you like, almost next to Psalm 23 in greatness. It is a Psalm of Thanksgiving. Man is in distress and he calls upon God and God hears in mercy. It is a love song. It is a simple psalm that speaks of the past sufferings of Christ in the presence of death. It is a psalm that speaks of the future, of the deliverance of the faithful remnant of Israel during the tribulation. Also, it speaks of the present and has a message for modern men, for the believer in this hour in which we live. It speaks to us even when we have to go through death. This is what God wants us to know. So this is a gracious word for those in distress, in trouble. It will relieve your anxiety and dispel your doubts. The Lord Jesus sang this psalm the night before he was crucified. In verses 1 to verse 5, God hears. In verses 6 to verse 13, God helps. And in verses 14 to verse 19, God is holy. Now let's talk about the God who hears. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications. Psalm 116 verse 1. I love the Lord. Remember that this is a love song. Have you ever told the Lord that you love him? I feel that the most important thing in the Christian life right now is at this point. Do you love the Lord Jesus? Do you love him as a person? Do you have a personal relationship with him? Is there any communication with him? Have you talked to him today? Is he vital and real to you? The world is tired of that which is phony, and aren't you tired of it too? The scripture says, we love him because he loved us first. The Lord said to Peter, do you love me? So that question is still an important question. That's where the crux of the matter lies. Now that is the basis of, what is the basis of all this? I love the Lord because he has heard my voice. Are we to pray audibly? Yes. The Bible here says he has heard my voice and that implies an audible prayer. Sometimes people just emphasize silent prayers, silent prayers. And here the Lord heard his voice. So we can pray to God audibly. The pains of death surround me, and the pangs of Sheol lay hold of me. I fold trouble and sorrow. 
Psalm 116, verse 3. Now, this is the desperate situation of our Lord Jesus on the cross. He knew what he would go through. He sang about it the night before he died. Actually, the sentence of death was upon us, but it became his sentence. He did not have to die. He laid down his life for you and for me. No one took his life from him. No one did. Then I called upon the name of the Lord. O oh Lord, I implore you, deliver my soul. Psalm 116, verse 4. So the Lord Jesus cried out, Save me, and his prayer was heard. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yes, our God is merciful. Psalm 116, verse 5. My friend, God is merciful, but God is righteous. He cannot just arbitrarily forgive sin. He has to be right when he does it. So God is the moral ruler of this universe. He has the right to do so. He has to be right. He has to be holy. He has to be just. But he also wants to be merciful. The only way for him to do so was to pay the penalty for sin of man. Now, how did he do it? He says, come on, I can receive you. And so God helps. The Lord preserves the simple. I was brought low, and he saved me. Return to your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. Psalm 116, verse 6 and verse 7. That is the good news of the Savior we have. After a difficult, frustrating, pressure-filled day, we sometimes need to seek out a quiet place where we can confess our sins, read the word, and talk with God. That is the sanctuary of the soul. Oh, how all of us need this. Return to your rest, O oh my soul. This will enable us to walk out and face the world for God. I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Psalm 116 verse 13. Apparently this was the Passover cup being passed at this time. As they passed it around the group, they would sing, I will take the cup of salvation. They knew the Passover cup, which was pointing to the one who was coming. Isn't this amazing? God helps. But not only does God help, God is holy. So this brings us to the last section of this psalm, which tells us that God is holy. His holiness is important. It is the reason he had to die for us. Psalm 116 verse 15. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. You see, many times when death comes upon our lives, we think, oh, this is not right. Uh, this is an ugly thing. Yet there can be death which is precious. It is only the death of his saints. True. Also precious was the death of Christ to God. Precious will be the death of those who lay down their lives as martyrs even during the tribulation period. And many will do so. We can apply this today. The death of God's children is also precious in his sight. When your death comes for you, my friend, will it be precious? Do you know what? The only way to make it precious is to 
put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and God will smile at you when you go home. He will say, come home, my child. I want you here. Oh, Lord, truly I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your maid servant. You have loosened my bones. I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. Psalm 116, verse 16 to verse 17. Now, the only thing that you can give God is your thanksgiving, nothing more. That is all he wants from you. God wants his children to be thankful. Have you ever thanked him for your salvation? Have you ever thanked him for everything that he has done? Did you thank him today? Oh, to come to the light of a new day. What a privilege it is. And give praise to God. Call upon the name of the Lord. My friend, you have nothing that God wants. Nothing tangible. The psalmist sings, I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving. I am going to thank him. Oh, the only thing we can give to our God is our thanks. And how precious that is to our heavenly father. Give us grateful heart, O oh Lord. Give us grateful thoughts and minds that we may continue to appreciate all your goodness to us. You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, please send an email to info at twrafrica.org. Please say which book of the Bible you want them for and be sure to include your name and contact information. Let me repeat that email address for you. Info at twrafrica.org